You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Do you long to connect with others? I know that I have. Uh, This feeling describes the emotion of loneliness. There have been times in my life that I have felt all alone, sometimes in our marriage, other times in my motherhood journey, but oftentimes as a leader and an entrepreneur. And so, Peter, this was the topic you wanted to talk about today is loneliness and how we can combat loneliness, especially in business as an entrepreneur and as a leader. Yeah. So loneliness as a topic is pretty massive, right? That can be many, many things. And I think we definitely will slice this specifically to loneliness in business or entrepreneurship or solopreneurship or couple business, right? And I think that's the, that's a relevant topic because the world shifted quite a bit in the last several years. A lot of people started businesses together, couples were together full time, and they decided to change directions maybe in life, and just someone go a different direction, let's do it together. And that's a tremendous thing. I think that's so wonderful that if God put you together, and that you said, well, we're not just going to do children rearing and meals and vacations and off time stuff, we're going to do business together, right? And how much more could he bless that? If he's already blessed the union, he's going to bless the business, you know, just as well. But that being said... It, it can be remarkably lonely. You have experienced this, right? Leadership in general. So if, if it's you're both leaders, the leadership is a lonely space. And there's a lot that goes to that, right? Because you're not, you're not, you're not holding the rope of the person in front of you on the line and following. You're just out in the snow, blazing your own trail. There's no one there, right? It's just you. And even if it's just a couple, it's still just you two doing this and going forward and finding your own way making decisions that are critical, like you could use the sort of life-altering, life-threatening decision-making that you do, right? If I don't have the money to bridge this, but God's going to provide, I'm going to leap out and do this, or I'm going to try a new direction. All those things go with producing a, an isolation and a feeling of loneliness. And how, how do you get past that? How do you beat that? Yeah, you know, I've experienced that in in the space of Christian podcasting, starting the first Christian podcast conference and kind of running off on my own. You'll you'll say I'm a I'm a trailblazer and I'm great until I get way out there on my own and I turn around and look back and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> but you know, I've heard it said this way, and I feel like this is a really great example. You know. As a leader, we are climbing a mountain and you think about these expeditions to the mountains where people will go and oftentimes on these expeditions, there will be this huge crew of people and Sherpas and the further up they go up the mountain, not everybody makes it to the the top of K2, right? Not everybody makes it to the top of the mountain. And I feel like our leadership journey is that way as well, that the further we go up the mountain, there's less people that can come with us and there's less people in our inner circle or people that we 
depend on or trust or seek counsel from. But the the verse that I thought about when you mentioned this topic to me comes from Ecclesiastes 4.12. And in the ESV, it says, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So that is, you know, in a marriage, that is you and me and God. And I feel like it's the same way in our business. When we are partnering with God, you know, we may fall on our own, but when we are in a partnership with with God and, and with one another, then we're stronger together. We're just better together. And maybe we can combat loneliness a little bit better. But what are some other ways that you've seen this play out in the business world? You know, the, the first part I think is acknowledging or saying, you know, I feel kind of lonely about this, right? It's really hard. It's the reason executives like to meet with other executives because they can talk about the things they can't talk to anybody else about. Right, things that you wouldn't talk to your employee no, about. No, you're never going to tell your employees, you know what, I'm feeling really isolated and lonely. Like that, you would just, just that's not going to happen ever, right? It doesn't matter if they feel that way or not, you're never going to see that. And so spousally, if you're if you're in business together, it's okay to come to you and say, look, you know what, this is really isolating. I really feel like I know we're trudging and I know we've got our heads down and we're doing things, but I, I just feel sort of even together, you can feel on an island, right? Even you and us as a couple, we did everything together. But you still had this sort of loneliness, kind of like what you alluded to earlier, which is, you know, don't expect there's so so much room on the ladder. And the higher you go, the less people are going to be around you. And and even as a couple, we can't both share that same space, right? One of us is going to have to push forward. The other one's going to do something else. It may be a, a different ladder, wholly equal, but different. But you're still going to then end up with this isolated feeling, right? And it's really important to communicate that. So lack of communication then creates resentment and things that are very negative, especially in a couple's relationship, if you don't acknowledge it. Like it's here, it feels like this. Don't necessarily have to fix it, but I just want you to know I'm feeling this way right now. Well, and I think that loneliness stems from a lack of connection, right? So we can be together in a room, in a crowded room, and still still feel lonely if we're not feeling connected with others, right? We can feel that uh, isolation when we are physically alone, but we can also feel it when we're just lacking that connection with one another. And I, I think some of the points are going to tie back to some of the previous episodes, right? Like the, I think the one we talked about last week, which was gratitude. Gratitude's a tremendous thing to have in this scenario, right? If you're feeling lonely, maybe examine what the loneliness is about, but make sure you're having gratitude for that. We're in business together. We're doing stuff, right? Yes, it can be lonely. That's just part of it. Like it's, it's going to feel that way at times, regardless of how close you are, regardless of how well the business is doing, regardless of how easy everything is going, you can still feel like you're on your own, like you're pretty isolated and lonely. And different people have different connection needs, right? So there's a different level. So between you and I, you need a lot more connections and a lot more interactions, a lot more collaboration, a lot more group type activities, right? Where I I am, I'm pretty much fine with you and then we could just go from there, right? That's pretty much it. Just leave me alone with a good book and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So gratitude, very, very important, right? To have that because it will combat it. It will, it, it will help a lot. I and mean, if you don't believe me, see last week's episode to understand more about gratitude. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think gratitude is really important to have gratitude for one another. But I think sort of the enemy of this oftentimes can be busyness, right? So it's it's not, we're, we're maybe disconnected. We may be on the same path and running the same race and doing it together, but there's just duties and responsibilities that we have with our children or in the home or just the busyness of the work that we're doing. And, and it's not, even though we're doing the business as a whole together, we're not doing the, the, maybe the specific activity. And I think that's where loneliness can creep in as well. So like if I'm always the one standing at the kitchen sink doing dishes by myself, that feels really lonely because I'm like, I'm not the only person in this house that eats, right? That's a small example, but I think it's just sometimes in the midst of the busyness of our work, we can feel that loneliness. Absolutely. So another thing to, you know, to consider another point is it's easy in business to be only kind of to your point, only focused on business. Like that's all you do, you know, all work, all work, all work. All work and no play and we, makes we, Jack we, a dull boy. Makes Jack insane. <laughs> and, and so we fall victim to that sometimes, right? Where we just, we find like when our kids tell us, hey, it was really cool that y'all took off on the weekend. Like it was really neat to see that. That's, there's, that's too much, right? But it's, if you're starting a business or you're an entrepreneur, you're just getting things going, it is an insane amount of work. Like it's, if you, it's like people who own restaurants. Like if you knew what this took, you would never open a restaurant. Or writing a book. Or write a book or start a business. All these things. It's just like, really at some level, it's crazy. Like, why would you do this? Um, And there's hundreds of reasons why you do it. And there's so much to it. And so enriching of life and the control and, and that you get and steering your own ship. But you have to be able to say, okay, we're going to do other stuff. Take a vacation, have a friend group, you know, pick up a hobby, take up. Sabbath. Sabbath is Observing Sabbath is another point. You stole the next future points. but, But yeah, I mean, that's really, we really have been striving to really honor the Sabbath. Like, I mean, phones down, like take, we have a, a Jewish friend who, at five o'clock on Friday, that's it. You will not hear from him till sunset Saturday. Like that is Sabbath is honored. Phone is down. Don't touch it. We have a Seventh Day Adventist friend who does the exact same thing. That's admirable. They are honoring the Sabbath, right? We have taken that to the wrong direction as Christians, right? Where I was just talking to a friend who has soccer games on Sunday. I was like, what? What do you mean you have soccer on Sunday? Sunday is Sunday. You can't. It's, it's one of the Ten Commandments. It's like God said, I, I'm going to give you ten things to do. And that is the one that I think Christians break more than anything because of the society that we live in. And we're very much a work-based culture and a workspace culture that taking off. For me, I'm a very driven you know, type A personality. I've got a lot of energy and I want to do a lot of things and I want to accomplish a lot of things. And it's probably from my Midwestern roots that I I really have a hard time slowing down. And for me, really understanding that if I I don't, I mean, I've burned myself out a couple of times. and, And through that process, the Lord really taught me the importance of taking a break, taking a rest, taking, and I think we're more productive in our work when we can actually step away. Yeah, it's a, it's a cautionary tale of don't do this, take time off, have friends, other interests, other hobbies, things that you can use to disconnect your mind. You're right. There's, there's books written on the advantages of taking time off and breaking away, letting your mind reset. Right. Uh, and, and those are really, imp- even if it's your own business and you feel like it's going to 
go up in flames if I'm not there for three days. Like it's not, you know, um, it's really, it's really, really not. It's really not right. Yeah. You know, unless you're selling a merchandise that has to come out of your car, you know, and you decide to go somewhere and not sell out of your car, then maybe you lose. But you know, otherwise for real, it's, it's not going to happen. And the, the mental refresh that you'll get both in your, for yourself and for as a couple, if you're, if you're in couples business together is tremendous. Like that's a tremendous, there's a tremendous advantage there. Yeah, so we work on a lot of projects together, and that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that we do that are separately, but like this podcast is one area that we both work on, and we get to come together, and and it's a lot of fun. But I've also have gotten a lot of benefit from being in community with other Christian podcasters. So in the Spark Media community, we have a podcast of people. This past Friday, we had a mastermind meeting and everybody left feeling refreshed and felt like we were on a mission together, that we were working towards a common goal. Everybody felt seen and felt heard. They shared what was working for them and what what they were working on and where they needed help. And I think being in community with other people, like you mentioned, as a, as a CEO, having that like-minded peer group of people within your same practice is, is a huge benefit. Yeah. It cannot be overstated how important that is because they understand what you're going through. They, they know the problems you have, the worries and concerns and fears, and you can talk to them in a very vulnerable way without you know, it's not necessarily the same industry. Like for executives, they, a lot of them try to meet and they're not in the same industry because they want to give away secrets. They want to give away what they're doing. But if it's the same executive, executive level kind of thing, it's really, really enriching and enlightening and refreshing for them. So the same for you. If you're in whatever your business is and whatever you're doing, find like-minded individuals or similar business type individuals so that you can all meet in a, in a, in a sort of, I don't want to say safe space, but a place that's not not meant to be competitive, you know, it, it, you don't come with that shields up competitive mode just to know that, okay, you're going through the same thing I am. How are you handling that? Or how, what are you doing about this? And those things are really super helpful. Well, I think that's why there's leadership retreats, right? That's why, you know, people have built careers around bringing people together in the mountains at a retreat center to to discuss, you know, their their problems and to create solutions. And so I think you're right. Finding that either, you know, whether it's a like-minded in, in your occupation or within your position with, you know, different companies. And, and I actually have both. So for, for me, I've got the podcasters that I work with in the Spark community, but then I also have an advisory board for Spark. And so those people are in different areas and industries and, and some of them similar, but I can go to them and, and we can come together and talk about, you know, what's happening in Spark and what's working well for us and, and, and where I need help. And, and that's been a really great part of my business is just having a group of trusted advisors. Yeah. The, the mastermind group idea is really tremendous, right? Done right, which I've seen it. You've done it well. And I've seen our house full of people and I've seen how that's really blessed them, how much they benefited from it. So whatever your business is, find people, find a mastermind group that that becomes, because out of that, you can then grow and find maybe mentors. You can find accountability partners, people that can help you, not just in those once a month meetings or once a quarter, whatever they do them, you can find someone who you can reach out to at any time because you and I in business together, we're accountable to each other and you're my partner. And, but I'm a man and you're a woman. There's different things there, right? 
and having a male accountability partner, someone I can talk to on the side, is different than me just talking to you about it. And the same for you, right? And sometimes I have way too many words for you, and I need to talk to somebody else. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for female accountability partners. <laughs> no, but you're right. We, we, we need those connections with people of, that have the same gender, right? So we always come together, and we're constantly talking and, and you know connecting with one another on all of the things, on our family, on our marriage, you know, in our business, all of those things. But but there's some things that you just are not going to understand because you're not a woman. So you don't understand it and vice versa. You know, I have, I am clueless about what it means to be a man and can't speak into to the issues that you're having. So I can speak into them from the perspective of your wife who loves you, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to understand. So... What are some ways that you have made, you know, intentional connections? You you mentioned I did mastermind meetings at the house and, you know, have done those online and had conferences and I'm all about that. And, and you're more of a, like you said, I could just be by myself at home. So, so how do you make connections and how are you purposeful about that? Well, a lot of my connections have come through just business interactions over time. And, you know, some of those business interactions became friends, right? There are people who were my customer or my client for a time and then became really trusted friends and advisors. It was almost always because we discovered we were Christians and we had shared values and goals in life and and they evolved far past friendship, I mean, far past customer or client to become friend who became then mentor, who then was accountable to each other. And, you know, it's changed for, for me. I'm probably unusual for my age and how I operate, but I stay really connected to a lot of people just by text. Now, that is just random. Like, I'll get a text saying, praying for you today, brother, thinking about you. How are things going? What are you struggling with? I have people who will do that. I do the same to people, you know, keep kind of a connected, little connected universe there. But I'm, I always know I can just pick up the phone and call them too. And the, and, and the relationship is still exactly where it was, you know, the last time we had lunch or whatever, whether it's last year or three years ago. So having people that you stay connected to that are, that are like-minded, and they don't have to be in the same business or on the same path or same industry or any of that, right? But they are aware of the struggles and things that, that you go through as being a leader because almost all these are, are leaders at some level, and some have retired now. I've got friends that are, you know, they're all retiring now. So um, they have a different different perspective, but for sure they're still there as someone who can account and, and keep me honest and talk to me about things, and I can bring it to them as well. So however that works, you know, for me, it's a, whether it's a business chat like Slack or <laughs> or text messages, is staying connected is really, that, that part is pretty important. See, and I hate texting. I am an in-person person. And so for me, I love going to events and conferences and meetups and co-working spaces. And, you know, for you, you're just, you're fine to never leave the house. But for me, I like a change of scenery. I like to meet new people. I like new connections. Connections. And so I love and and it's it's where I thrive. And it's part of actually it's part of my gifting, right? Because one of my my giftings is as a connector. So when I meet somebody for the first time, I'm like, oh, you know who you need to know. You need to know this person. And so I'm always introducing people to to one another and always expanding my network. Yeah. And so finding friends who are like that is really important, right? I, I thrive differently. And prefer one-on-one, you know, I'd rather go take somebody to lunch and talk to them 
as opposed to large groups of people, which is not my favorite place to be. But just know which way you are. Like find out the way you are and and try to find connections and people who are, whether they're in business or not, that maybe that's the same you know way they are like you, like a connector. Finding those things and, and getting outside of what you do every day, that'll really help. Even if it's just going to some kind of like social mixer thing where whatever it is, you know, it's like uh, pick a topicality. There's like groups that meet because they're big fans of Scrabble. They have Scrabble games once a week, like whatever, like find, find a thing that's important to you and, and try that and get out of being at work all the time. Cause then it'll get out. You'll get out of the loneliness mode that you can get into by just, you know, heads down like a mule. That's right. And I spend a lot of time heads down, you know, creating podcasts, working with the podcasters, but working on the work to the content to deliver to people. And the other day, I just want to give a shout out to Corey at the Curio Collective because the Curio Collective is here in Houston and it is a co-working space for Christians. And it was really cool for me. Yeah, it is. And it was really, you know how energized I came back from my day there because I ran into other business leaders in the Houston area that I know. We had great conversations of connecting one another, and then they've got this great space where they're bringing, you know, kingdom-minded CEOs and industry leaders of all different kinds or people that just want to get out of their house and get into an office, and they host lots of meetings, and I thought, these are my people. So I'm excited to get to explore that a little bit more, but Find a space in your area. I don't know if there's others like that. There's got to be others around the country. But, you know, if if you can't find that, you know, I created it at our house. So I just started inviting people. And we had a mastermind that met for years in at, at our farm table. And it started with, with four people that became two people that became three people that became, you know, and then it just grew. And one day our son, our youngest son comes to me and says, mom, one of the coolest things that you do is host this mastermind meeting because it's always a different group of people and you never know who's going to come. And it's always, you seem like you're having so much fun. And I know that, you know, we were able to be a support group for one another as well. So if you can't find one in your area, then create one that's kind of the points we had earlier about you know community if you don't if you can't find it create it that's what leaders do right right. don't just lament the fact that you can't find it go make it happen that's right you know another thing that can really tie heartstrings with other people is a cause so is there something that you really love or is there something that you really hate so let's say let's say you really have a heart for the hungry and the poor and people that need to be fed you know a lot of companies that you've worked with have done competitions to donate food to the food bank to see who could you know get the most pounds of food. And so it may be a cause driven thing that you want to volunteer for a nonprofit. It could be something that you love, or it could be something that you hate, like sex trafficking. And you're, you want to make a difference with people who are on the streets, with the homeless, with people that have disabilities. So there's lots of other ways to get beyond ourselves. And I think when we are serving others, it takes the focus off of us, which 
we've talked about that a lot on this show is is serving others. And from our episode on servant leadership, I know we've also talked about, we've touched on, on the topic of narcissism a couple of times, but getting outside of ourselves and putting the focus on one another. Yeah, and, and you know, to the topic of, uh, of, of this episode, getting outside of what you're doing and doing something else like that and those breaks will really charge you up and revitalize you. And it may open the doors to things that you didn't think you were going to do, right? There's, there's always a, a second business you could start or a third business you could start or a third nonprofit or some kind of fund that you could create that will benefit these things. And you realize, you know, there's a bigger picture here and I can do more. Like, God, trust me. I'm, I'm trying to be good with what you've given me. Give me more. Like I want more to help. And maybe that is starting a, a, a nonprofit that it, it helps get people out of sex trafficking, or you want to feed the homeless, or you want to start a food bank or whatever those things are. You'd be surprised that when you just are not focused on the single one thing and you open your heart and your mind to what God could also do and find the other things that you do, it's all of a sudden you maybe have five things you're really passionate about and you can do them all and they're going to get blessed. If you're really, really, you know, striving and trying to do things in the way that you feel God is leading you, it's going to be amazing. Well, yeah. And if we're feeling lonely because we're maybe we're just doing our work and we're stuck in our head and, and we can actually create that loneliness when we go and serve other people, we get outside of ourselves. That's the quickest way to kill loneliness is to help others. There's scientific proof of that. Not that we need it, but if you're not going to believe what the Bible says about it, then just go look at all the empirical evidence from science that says helping other people changes you. It makes your gratitude immensely higher. And it, you're, there's not lonely. The people helping helpless are not lonely at all. Yeah, I know as a young married wife and mom, for me, being in a small group in our, our Sunday school class at church and being connected with other women and other families that were in a similar stage where we were homeschooling, that was really beneficial. So wherever you are, whatever stage of life that you are in, whether you are in the home or you're in a business, if you're feeling lonely, First of all, I would just recommend that you get alone with God because you're never alone. God is always with you and he will never leave you or forsake you and he is always there. So if you're feeling distant from the Lord, spend some time, get in his word, worship, and that will help. And and then beyond that, if you're feeling lonely in your business or one of your relationships, it may be because you, you need connection. And so I would just like to leave everybody with the encouragement to start a group, find a group, be a friend, and find and make connections. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for being with us today on the Spark Influence podcast. We look forward to being with you next week. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm.